to your butts. That's right people, and welcome back to Films with Amigos. Today we're travelling all the way back in time to 1993 as we discuss whether Steven Spielberg's Jurassic Park still stands the test of time. Joining myself as usual is Sam, Big Dan, and the Amigo himself, Francis Lee. Evening gentlemen and welcome back everybody to episode 3 of Films with Amigos. And to uh, top off our first three episodes in this 90s trilogy, we've gone back to Jurassic Park. And instead of doing this original theme of uh, movies we used to stay up for, we're going to talk about Jurassic Park under the theme of the test of time. So a good test of time or an indicator for a film that, that can be done in this theme is a film that's also had a modern day reboot or remake so in terms of Jurassic Park, we've obviously had um, the reboots with Chris Pratt and we've got the upcoming Jurassic World Dominion, where we've also got the reintroduction of the original cast from Jurassic Park. So um, it seems like a good time to talk about Jurassic Park. Does anybody know what year Jurassic Park came out? 92. 97. 93. No, 93. 93. 93. No, it was 92 or 93. I've got... Oh, what one am I looking at? Oh, yeah, 93. 93. That was disappointing to say you've got IMDb open in front of you, but... <laughs> that, that, is, that is bad. Good start, guys. Good start. <laughs> Just to clarify, if you didn't pick it up from... I already you out. <laughs> we know nothing about anything. But it's <laughs> so, um, it's it's still only um, in its 20s. It's not 30 years old yet. But with, obviously, the reboots, seems like a good time to talk about the test of time. So, let's follow the film through as best we can in, from start to finish and, and just talk about bits we loved, bits we hated, bits that have still stood the test of time and ones that have particularly aged badly. And I'd just like to kick it off by saying, I do not recall, even though I've seen this film loads and loads of times, the opening scene. The opening scene where... Um, You've got all, all the oh, Jurassic Park workers. You've got the, the um, head gamesman with his shotgun, and there's all this rattling in bush. And I just, I, I just can't recall it at all. I, I watched it, and it was almost like I've seen the film for the first time. You remember the scene? The, the, you see a bush yeah, rattle. Yeah, I, I remember that one. Yeah. yeah, I just, for some reason, I but just. There's, it, a, there's it, a few words. You just. Well. Do you just skip to the the amber mine or something? Where is that what you imagined the first scene to be? Yeah, where they're, where yeah. digging for amber. Yeah, the first. Yeah, that's always one that sticks in my mind when they when they have that little close up of the amber. But you get this whole scene where they bring the cage in and there's a velociraptor, and um, you know, despite the fact they know how dangerous it is, they still lose a crew member. <laughs> and you, you get the, you get a whole crazy bit where he's like shoot her, and then you get like a close up of his eyeball and the velociraptor's eyeball, almost to say. These uh, these two are gonna go mono mono, you know. Yeah, that's it. That great shot of the the Velociraptor. It it can think, you know. It almost gets that foreshadowing in that opening scene. But yeah, for some reason, I just I just couldn't remember that at all. Yeah, that one still still yeah remember it. Um, yeah, I remember the guy getting dragged in. That's specifically what I remember about that one. Yeah, I feel like was... where it's, it's the work again dragged in and his body like goes up kind of side of the cage. Yeah, he's gripping on for dear life. Yeah, and Velociraptor's just completely immune to tasers and cow prods, so it's just... <laughs> yeah. 
they're just wasting the time on. I mean, they've got that. They've got the world's most archaic process for getting a raptor into a gate. <laughs> Manually no, 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 lifting no, the no gate. No tranquilizing it. <laughs> yeah. No. Uh, yeah. Gatekeeper guy. That, that's that, that, that's not real. There's some gatekeeper. Yeah. It, there's some force behind it though, in order to shove it back. Is it on rails or what's the on wheels yeah, maybe? Yeah, because it's just it's... like he headbutts the wall and then it, it shoots it back like it's some sort of skateboard and then it just drops in. It's just terrible. It's just terrible. And also, it kind of undermines the entire film because they've already had a human casualty <laughs> during during just the development stage of the park, and they just still proceed ahead. And yeah, well, that's what that's what kicks off the story, isn't it? That person's death. He's, he's yeah, that will be after sending. Yeah, they need the endorsement. Yeah. yeah, and I guess I still think it's quite a good scene, though. I really like. Um, it kind of starts off. Steven Spielberg has that way of showing kind of like awe and fear from the, the perspective of like the faces of people. And it's when mm. they're all watching the cage come in through the trees, you know, all the staff members. It's just, I think it's a really good scene with, with the nighttime and the lighting. Lots of spotlights, lots of um, shiny lights going on. But you mentioned earlier something about the eyes. I love that whole contrast between that ranger and. Um, the Velociraptor, just and just the way that it's done. So with the um, animatronics and stuff, very good. That still holds up very well. Yeah, yeah, I'd have to agree on that. I think that the eyeball shot just it, it, that sticks in your mind when you've seen it. I'd say that some of the animatronic stuff looks better than the CGI um, in certain bits. Yeah, especially yeah, definitely. on the on the eyes. I'd say every bit. <laughs> yeah, and I think oh, there's, um, there's a few. Yeah. Oh, there's a few that are good. I think when we get further into it, there's some um, there's some specific examples. Well, that's really good. But so you get that scene, then we move on to like you said, the lawyer um, going to the Amber Dig site, and they almost go from you know having this uh, this technological super cage and all this crew, and he then comes in on a bamboo raft to an <laughs> Amber Dig site. Yeah, they just they didn't spend any money on the actual key part of the process because without the amber, there is no dinosaurs. But nevertheless, they're just using guys with pickaxes. And uh, yeah, you get that great shot of the mosquito in the amber to to foreshadow again. Like to, this is a this is a key importance. Do you think, good, do you uh, think that the lawyer setup. would have to go to the mine? I think that's part of his job. Well, I think this is a bit all, you... all the way yeah, out back there in, for the... back in '93. I mean, it's a good way to introduce his character. But... Yeah, because I guess he's he's not just a lawyer as such. He's um he's also like doing a, a return on investment analysis on the park, isn't it for the for the investors who've put their money into um, resurrecting dinosaurs, which. You know, they probably should show the original pitch because that'd be an amazing scene when he when he says, "I'm gonna bring back dinosaurs, guys." <laughs> yeah. So uh, after Amber Mine, I think the next the next bit you're really going to is where you go into the um, archaeological dig, and you get introduced to some of our our experts. Yeah, and, um, Alan and Ellie. Yeah. I, oh, I, the uh, you'll never get Grant because he's like me. A digger. 
<laughs> well, well, I don't, I don't know about you guys, but weirdest thing from that scene that stands out to me, and I just think it's, I just think it were a bad bit of writing and just a bad bit in film is that that wasn't bad. Oh, hmm. uh, it's all that that whole archaeological dig bit's bad, but it's <laughs> it's the bit where the little kid goes, a six foot turkey, and then like Grant's <laughs> Grant's like so, so offended because he's so in love with dinosaurs, and he's just. Goes up to the kid and just pulls out that Velociraptor claw and he's like, "These raptors, they cut you open." And he starts like mimicking where they'd slice this kid open. And old people around him are like, "Yeah, go on, Grant. You know, belittle that kid, scary. Go on, Grant, bully him." And it's just like, "What are you doing, man? That's a kid. Back up." Also, it's funny. Teaching him respect. <laughs> yeah, but it kind of sets Grant up as a bit of an arsehole in my mind. No, like, I just think it shows you his, his relationship with kids. Yeah, because we see it later on, don't we, when he's yeah. going around in the vehicle on the, in the park. Themed it throughout it, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Yep. His character arc. But his relationship with kids is that he's an arsehole to kids. <laughs> <laughs> the kid was pretty rude. I, think, I don't think the kid comes across the best. No, he's even at the dick. I think it was some good casting. Oh, yeah, I, I agreed, and I don't know why he's at the dig, but I mean, saying <laughs> six-foot turkey, I mean... Just... I won't take offence to that because I'm not a velociraptor. It's like they've got fans that just come out to watch them dig. Uh, this first time I noticed um, this watching it this time was, I don't know if anyone spotted, but there's an extra in that scene who's just going to steal it completely. He's got like a mullet. He's got sunglasses on, but he puts them on like the tip of his nose. He's wearing like full on flannel. And it's where, it's where they're watching the computer screen. If you go back and watch that scene and just watch that extra, and it is brilliant. <laughs> He's just I'd, trying to be extra. I just wanted to yeah. put it out there, Ben, that I don't know, obviously, from what you've just said, you've, you've shown that you don't know what archaeologists look like, but that's a classic <laughs> look. <laughs> Mullet, flannel shirt, um, glasses on tip and nose. They all look like that. Do you remember um, who used to do Time Team? What were his name? Who were in Blackadder? Ah. Oh. Uh... I keep wanting to say I keep wanting to say Tommy Robinson, but I'm pretty sure he's in EDL. <laughs> it's, it, it is a Robinson. It is a Robinson. Yeah, yeah, and he, uh, he's definitely not a member of a nationalist party, so it's not him. <laughs> Tony, Tony, maybe. Yes, oh, I think you're right. I feel so ashamed as well because of the blackadder, but yeah, it's just you know he, he booked the trend is what I'm trying to say. He didn't have a mullet, but all other diggers they tend to have mullets. So, you know, you, you get that scene, archaeologist, you, then we get the introduction of the owner of Jurassic Park when he abruptly turns up in his helicopter. And he and falls, just ruins the dig. Ruins just, the dig. Just ruins the dig. Um, helps himself to champagne in the caravan. Which, again, why, did, why have they got champagne on this dig site? But... Well, is it they were looking to find something specific and celebrate that moment? True, true. I mean, I'm surely the Velociraptor would have been, you know, yeah. finding a whole skeleton. I'm pretty sure it's probably a big, yeah, <laughs> a big it's, deal. It's got to be a big moment. Yeah, yeah. Does anyone else think Hammond um... was just jumping the gun? What are you saying, Ben? I was going to say, does anyone else think Hammond? Starts off really Scottish in this scene. <laughs> I've got less Scottish throughout the movie. <laughs> yeah, what's with the accent? Um, but that's further into the film. There's that. Ah, we'll get into it in a bit. But 
Yeah. But yeah, I mean, it's, he's like, it's, he's like it, laying the Scottish accent, I think, <laughs> in this scene. I never noticed it before. And then he just disappears. He just like gets less and less. No, he's English. He just goes back to just like really upper class English. Being, say Richard Attenborough. And then goes back to Scottish. Can we have um, the Scottish accent, Sam? Can we, can we get it? Um, absolutely not. <laughs> absolutely not. Everybody On knows. Spot. Everybody knows I'm famous for my accents, but never a rare treat. <laughs> I, I, I just chuck it out of there that you know he's brought dinosaurs back to life, so he can do what he wants with his accent, like he does what he wants with his dig site. Because you find out in that scene that he's funding it, and he will continue to fund it because you know everybody's loyalty can be bought, and that, that's essentially what he says to them: if you come to my park. I will uh, fund your dig site. And what it does, what it does do is, it doesn't even tell them what's it, what they're going to see. He's, <laughs> he's trying to pay them and, and set them up for a, a five star TripAdvisor review. That's what he's trying to do. Butt them up. Oh yeah, yeah, five star. Yeah, because yeah. they've not done their anti-bribery policy at work. <laughs> no. But he, he sees them straight up with this the. This is ninety three. This is ninety three, and he says, "You know, I'm going to fly you a helicopter, oatmeal. Later on, a guy he offers him. Um, Chili, chili and um, salmon, <laughs> something strange like that. But yeah, oh, but he's he's too busy. He's too busy looking elsewhere. Yeah, and then um, then we follow this with a cut straight to the uh, to the chopper, I believe, and you get the introduction to the full full gang of investor analysis um, crew that's been assembled, and it's got we've got obviously the archaeologist, we've got the lawyer, but then this is where we get introduced to Malcolm. The, uh, the mathematician, chaos mathematician. Let's uh, <laughs> let's get it right. He doesn't just do two plus two, Dan. He also talks about chaos all the time. True, but um, theory. Yeah, and I, I I think from watching this film all them times and still and rewatching it for this, I still don't understand what his role was in analysing Park. Yeah, if you're bringing out a helicopter full of people, I don't know why he's taken one of the seats. I don't know what he's there to, to sign off well, particularly. I mean, he's supposed to be the lawyer's expert, isn't he? But clearly that lawyer just didn't do any research <laughs> at all. I mean, it's just like, I'll just get random scientists. You know, this guy looks a bit hit. This guy looks like he can wear the hell out of a black shirt. You know, okay. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's got the most swag for a, um, most swagger for a mathematician of all time, and he's... He carries himself more like he's been a member of ACDC for his entire life. <laughs> but I mean, the helicopter's got got some great moments as it approaches the island. You obviously get the classic theme song. You get the absolute oh, yeah, amazing, the amazing shot where it's uh, descending in front of the waterfall, really setting this up as this is a, a re- this is truly a remote island. This is the true tropics. But actually, it's a helicopter. So how far off mainland is it? I don't know. Yeah, why, why, why can't they just fly a bit closer to the uh, main building? Yeah. Where's the, why isn't there a pad just on top of the <laughs> main site? Yeah, and then my next question off that one was, they're getting the Jeeps that are fully branded, and I feel like they've just skipped so many stages in developing a business in the park. They're trying to get sign-off from investors, but they've actually gone, they've gone all the way into marketing and branding already. They've got the logo, they've got the... <laughs> They've got the on-brand colours. Well, it's it's going to be red. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's like the um, it's like the film itself. The logo and stuff was in place before they began filming. No, I did not know that. It's almost like films of amigos. One episode. Yeah. <laughs> Twenty Instagram posts. See, it's just inspired by Steven Spielberg's 
um, sign off of a design that he really liked, and then not really thinking about the the yeah, implications of it. I'm guessing oh, did it exist as part of the book? Would it have been part of that, or was it purely for the film? I don't really know. Well, the the film entered pre-production before the book came out, I believe. All right. They were so adamant about making a film of it. Yeah, purchased the rights, didn't they? So they, they snapped those up. But yeah, I just remember reading that. Um, I remember reading it ages ago because of the design, um, the prehistoric nature of um, the actual um, dinosaur featured. Um, but then he went bothered about that and, and just said, I just really like the design. Um, and that was all in place before film production began. So, yeah, similar to all the branding on the vehicles in the film. Interesting. It also seems like no one else in the world knows that this park's being constructed. It seems like totally <laughs> separate from anything else. Like, there's no knowledge of it. And like you say, they've just gone ahead and built it all and then seem to be trying to get the money in. You think that's like um, a 90s thing? Is this like a, you think, pre, pre like, digital age as we are now? There's no yeah, Google maybe. Maps. I think it would be well known. You can't just yeah, be going possibly. on Google Maps and doing little uh, little airdrops over the top of random islands. I think it's always hard to really like, do look back at it. It's hard to... Uh... Do we have dial-up in, like, early 90s? I can't yeah, I just think about that, that system that she uses later on, and it's it's old. <laughs> it's, that, is that, that is one that does, does not hold up. <laughs> no, and I think... How many, how we'll many floppy disks does it take to, we'll get to that. <laughs> store all the state? Well, I'll... We'll come back to this later on, but there's a, well, there's a key moment about what stage of technology they're at that, that we can talk about. But but um, following the jeeps, we obviously get we've the missed, um, we've just have we missed one scene Dodson. with yeah Dodson, and, yeah Dodson and Nedry. Nedry. Nedry, yeah it? yeah. I was going to say because I couldn't remember where that scene comes in, but obviously we get we get the great scene where they're in. Um... I feel like it's a, a Bond scene that one. Yeah, the not... set up of the gadgets and the not... espionage quality. Puerto Rico, whatever, and it, that bit is still funny when he says, "It's Dodson, it's Dodson, everybody." <laughs> he says, "See, nobody cares." What? But it's that line. That, this is something that I was going to come on to. It's the line where he says, "I oh, don't get cheap on me, Dodson." Um, that was Hammond's mistake, and I completely missed that on the last few viewings. Um, and there's this whole subplot about him being like undersold as an employee, yeah, undervalued. Uh, yeah, I think him just not paying that bill just sets up his character. Really well, yeah. You know, you know what you know what kind of person he is, don't you? Yeah, yeah. And I agree. I think the um the whole shaving can that also doubles as a, um, a refrigerator for the <laughs> embryo. Awesome. Yeah. I think that bit that bit all holds up well, and it's and actually it's, it's some of the funnier dialogue yeah. in the film. I don't I don't think um, shaving cream stands the test of time because you're not getting that through airport security now. <laughs> no, <laughs> that no, that's true. That's true. But Although, you're just trying to get it off a private island. So yeah, just... and they're on a boat and I, you on know. a boat. Yeah. <laughs> so is it is it too early in the podcast to talk about Dennis's long term plans for committing corporate espionage? Um, trying to get the. I think do we bring this up later? A few I think, in the yeah. Bank. I think. I feel like it's. I feel like it's not for his plan through. <laughs> No, I think I think we'll get think, to that scene. Yeah, I think we could talk about it because that, that there's some significant scenes uh, with his espionage and the the poor planning later on. <laughs> so let, yeah, let and, and covering his tracks. But yeah, what's next? Well, well, we go back to the island and and the jeeps then pull up into the field and we get the the first big reveal of the dinosaurs. 
and you get the mm-hmm. um, Vegisaurus Rex, or the uh, I can't remember what it's called Dilophosaurus or something. The the one with the very long neck, the old ass giraffe dinosaur, Brachiosaurus. <laughs> yeah, like I said, Vegisaurus. <laughs> the, the one where Grant almost gives Ellie a whiplash, yeah. turning her head, swiveling yeah. that head. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, so I think this is another this is another great Spielberg moment of just cackering like the wonder and all without showing like the subject but just through people's reactions oh yeah the music and everything about that seems good yeah yeah and like the the head turn i think it's just just really uh memorable iconic yeah do we and it's been spooked do we we, we have to short do we have to short this shortlist this one for possibly the most iconic scene yeah one of i think because i think i think it's in the conversation it gets, it gets obviously the the key piece of um, the key line, which is both excellent and strange at the same time. Where um, where Hammond walks out into the field and says to nobody because nobody can hear him. Obviously, <laughs> it's to the audience. You, to the audience, breaking the fourth wall. Welcome to Jurassic Park. Well, <laughs> you know, it's the, the first time he's told them the name as well. Yeah, <laughs> but they already know. But it's, it's on the lanyard. Yeah, it's on the lanyard. It's on the jeeps, <laughs> uniforms. They already know it's called Jurassic Park. It's marketing done right. <laughs> but yeah, but it, it the, you know, that is the scene that sticks in your head, isn't it? When he when he says that line, it's strange, very very strange. However, we... what's not stood the test of time? Oh no, I think it is. I think it's still pretty good, but the CGI is starting to that, show the I think show that, its age. That particular piece of CGI, yeah, I think is is on the poorer side of of, of the film. I think it, it's you can't blanket bomb all the CGI, but that that one is that one is the poorer side. And there's also the extended shot, so you get the um, the wide sort yeah, of view of the, uh, the landscape. Yeah, as well, it's still pretty good. I mean, you've got like the the trail in the water behind the some of the dinosaurs, and it's it's, it's good. It's just not great. The close ups are better. So further into the film, the close ups stand up. Yeah, very definitely. well. So you know, then you get um, the oh, how did you do this? I'll show you. And we get the um, the. I guess the ride scene, if you just wanted to summarise it, where they go, where they go to go to Jurassic Park's 3D Disneyland ride, the the, the DNA ride, oh, yeah, yes. yeah. Um, so there's there's the cartoon, like you said, the, oh hello, Mister DNA, and then the you know Hammond thinks he's so cool with his triple visual on screen of himself, and you get the one. The so, only thing I noticed on there is um, actually is a bit of foreshadowing to 2020. Is during the video of the lab where they're showing all different things. There's a um, they say, oh, we use uh, virtual reality as part of our DNA oh. map processing, and it's just a guy wearing one of those plastic face shields that everybody's now wearing in <laughs> <the> supermarkets. <laughs> I did look at that and think, damn. I mean, they, they you know, cut they, a bit of budget there. Yeah, um, and I had, <laughs> did look this, very good. This guy's ready for his weekly shop. <laughs> you know, he's, he's got his face shield, isn't he? I remember, I've got a note here that just says, I remember the animated bit lasting a lot longer. As a kid, I just remember that scene just going on and on. But there's a, I think there's quite a few scenes throughout this now, watching it um, objectively for the podcast, that it just seems so much shorter. Like the runtime of two hours seems really long, but then, yeah, yeah a lot of scenes that I was just like, I could have sworn there was a lot more to it. 
the yeah, things I, that I, feel, I don't I think remember. it's just pace well, I think. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. 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 I like so, that they cut the, the trip short, though, and again, just to, to move the plot along, because um, I'd read that that particular scene as well was to condense um, some of the story in the book that it's yeah. um, adapted from. Which it's I didn't basically know until I read about all the exposition in one scene, doesn't it? Yeah, Just... and in a quite a smart way, I think. Oh yeah. And then the way that the the characters um all burst out and then want to see the uh, the actual ins and outs of the place. Yeah, I guess the the thing that that I kind of picked up on for watching it for this podcast that I never really thought about before is um how these archaeologists know so much about biological science. Um, oh, on top of. Yeah, on top of being Bone archaeologist. Yeah, yeah, because you know, they're asking all about cellular mitosis and just chucking out, you know, little <laughs> little um, GCSE science terms. But then, as well, how they have a complete lack of respect for a laboratory. Everybody's in yeah, there in white suits. And, yeah, they're all cleansed and clean, and they just come in in cargo shorts. I did, yeah, I did wonder. I think, are we not just looking at that through COVID-tinted glasses? No, I think we're looking for yeah. that. Isn't isn't that the science lab? And and these guys are coming in. They've still got sand on from digging in Badlands, dripping off their air, and they just they just come in. Just oh, they do, th- yeah. They start handling the eggs and stuff, don't they? Not... Hammond just yeah. put a glove on for the egg, but yeah. Apart from that, well, Hammond's also yeah. got a weird mother complex where he wants to be mother bird <laughs> to all dinosaurs because he's, he's, he's he like, wants to be everywhere. He's like, I demand to be here when they're born, so they call me mama. And then he, uh, like you say, handles the egg, and you get the the little Velociraptor. What do you what do you think to the Grant line in that bit when he says, "What species is this?" And the scientist just goes, "Uh, Velociraptors." You've bred raptors. Well, yeah, obviously you're holding one. Yeah, I think it's good. I think I think it's really good foreboding, and the, the change in like music and the change in like tone, I think, really sets up. Yeah, he's even I think he sets up the raptors. Well. I yeah. think it's, I think the film in general does a really good job of setting up all the dinosaurs before you, uh, you ever see them, because they do come come into it quite late on, don't they? Like the T the Rex, the raptors must only appear in like the last kind of like third of the yeah, film. Yeah, last quarter that... of the film. Yeah, mm. yeah. Again, yeah. like the structure from what. But I it's, it's like it. it's like you feel like you know them though already. You feel like you know the T Rex because they've just talked about it so much. And it feels like you know yeah. the. And then it's obviously in that scene as well that you get you do get the great Malcolm line, which which I think by its own right has stood the test of time because it replays in the reboot films as well. Oh, it's which, a great tagline. You know, you know, life finds a way. Um, you can't really deny it because obviously it's made a reoccurrence in modern in the modern reboots. So, so it's a great great line. Yeah, and that one um, is it. So after that scene, then the um, so all the characters leave, um, but then isn't there supposed to be some sort of meal? And that's where Hammond's pulling up Grant and being like, "Oh, they're serving card or whatever it were," but he's just well, too busy looking elsewhere or looking at the feeding of one of the Velociraptors. Yeah, that's the key point. He he just runs off straight to the raptor pen. Doesn't know where it is, but he he you've bred raptors and need to see raptors. And then, like you say, um, you get the whole thing where Hammond's in the background and say, no, you know, Felipio's made chili or something, and you're just like, what? What's going on about? But they, they go, yeah, they go running off to Raptor Pen, and then 
But the one thing that kind of stuck in my head straight away was um, when when they feed lions and things at zoos, they obviously just feed them like the carcass of the animal. But oh. obviously for the effect of the film, you've got to feed them a live cow. Yeah. <laughs> and, and Hammond does that weird thing where he goes, um, they're feeding them and says it in like a right cheeky way and smiles. And he's like, this guy's sick. He, just wants, he, he loves watching cows get butchered. <laughs> But yeah, we again we don't see him at this point, do we? So it's just a no. It's all another good subdued. Another good yeah, it's the most grass-filled um, um, little cage of all time, isn't it? Yeah, I got <laughs> yeah. He just said, "I wonder whose job it was to shake all that foliage." <laughs> <laughs> what did you watch? There, were, you there were a lot of I just the the sound though, like Jurassic Park. The, the theme tune is just incredibly iconic, and you'll never forget that. I think we'll just be humming it in our heads now for days <laughs> after this podcast. Um, but the sounds of the distinct dinosaurs, I mean, that velociraptor's noise and that, mm. that whine that it makes when it's in that pen is just, yeah, not something that you forget. No, and it'd so be, it's, it'd, it's very it'd be, good. It'd be great to know how they made that noise because, you know... Um, oh, it's like a when, mix of all sorts. Because, like, the T-Rex noises and th- there's, like, an iconic noise that's used in, in like, Jaws and, and Jurassic Park and a load of other films where it's actually like a 16-wheeler truck screeching to a halt, but it, they reused it for animal noises and stuff. Yeah, th- there's a specific list, and I can't remember if it's for T-Rex or if it's for that distinct Velociraptor roar. Um, but yeah, there's, it, it lists a load of different animals. And I think some of them, having read it, or if you go back and read it, I'm sure like chicken and some other random stuff features in it, um, you can kind of pull out those little bits. <laughs> Um, there's definitely some some bits that you can hear further in the film, and I think it I think it's the T Rex, but I'd have to IMDb it to be sure. Yeah, I think you are right. I think it was a T Rex. I think I think penguins one of them. I'm sure they used the penguin noise. The, the... I read the list <laughs> earlier, and I've completely forgotten ninety percent of it. But, um, but yeah, it was it must have been an interesting sound recording thing. Then we get um, in this scene as well. We get the introduction introduction of the. Um, head gameskeeper he comes back again and he you know we should kill them all and he, he does that with him and then he then he just the only thing that, like he's got some really great dialogue here when he's talking about yeah they're, they're as fast as cheaters and all that but he just cocks his leg up on really in like really short shorts and it just i found it massively distracting i was thinking why is he why is he doing that is this guy male dominance yeah, it, it is. It's almost like a sign of masculinity. It's like I'm wearing cargo shorts and I'm going to put my leg up on this railing, so you can you can look at my lovely pins. Look at look at my calves. Grant sent him into a bit of a complex. Like, hold on a minute. He's got a cowboy hat too. <laughs> <laughs> Not the hat. <laughs> so we, next do, up, do we think the um, he talks about the 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 like alpha female velociraptor. Do we think that's the same raptor that killed the worker at the start of the film? At the beginning. Yeah, yeah there's definitely yeah, yeah. with it's um better. with the whole Harambe incident, do you think they just would have not killed that velociraptor and well, genetically engineered about ten more? It's a, it's a, it's an interesting point, but then actually if you flip it on its head and think about um about SeaWorld and you think about um what was the name? What was the name of the killer whale that features in Blackfish documentary? Oh, I can't, remember. I can't remember its name. But that killer whale actually killed several people, you know, either via accident or whatever. But 
SeaWorld kept using the killer whales, didn't they? And they kept breeding more killer whales from the whale that had killed people. They might not have used it in shows, but it was kind of like they continued the the old, the old process of even though they know how dangerous killer whales were. So yeah, that's a good point. I just don't know with this with this genetic engineering, can they just do it infinite times, or did they mm. use up the DNA? Plus, the guess? park's only just starting up, so they only had three. Yeah, they must yeah, have well, to grow them all to, to he get says to they that had, point. He says they had. Did he, they have eight to start with? He says. Yeah, they the had eight, but then down to three. Yeah, killed the rest. <laughs> Because I, I got a note saying, "Oh, did the first Velociraptor, uh, Velociraptor die?" Because, of, but it was just a cattle problem, wasn't it? He didn't actually. But I thought I heard gunshots, and I thought, mm. "So, the bulletproof?" <laughs> yes. No. Right. Next up, I've got um, the. Um, I just remember this is a really, unless I'm skipping ahead, but the electric trucks. Does yeah, so it's off green... on the little safari tour now, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. No, it's, it's, it's dinner debate next. Is it? Well, the chaos theory. This is yeah. the chaos chat. This is where um, where Hammond is oh, he's on, on cloud nine. The lawyers, you know, we're going to get T-shirts, badges, proper old school merch, just all the old <laughs> classic merch. There's no no modern, modern stuff here, no phone cases. But then, um, yeah, obviously then this is where it all gets a bit derailed in the... They all start throwing in their concerns. Hammond's looking to Grant to kind of agree with him um, in his position and the the reason for it. Does he just smile? I can't remember what he says, but no, he, he says something in um, opposition to the to the park. I think I yeah. think it's like introducing man and dinosaurs. Now we're millions of years apart. You've no idea how they're gonna react. How they're gonna react? Yeah, yeah. It's not Although a bad I scene. Think, it's not very rememberable. You see, I think this has got some mm. of the best dialogue, especially from Jeff Goldblum. Who really shines through in this scene. Um, it really shines through when he opens his shirt later on, <laughs> and it really, it really steps up his machoism. He's really injured there, though, so he has to open his shirt for that whole scene because he's, he's hurt his leg, hurt his leg. So he's like this hot shirt. Yeah, I'm gonna say he's like the dad in Friday night dinner and he's like, I'm boiling, <laughs> I'm bloody boiling. <laughs> so yeah, that's the dinner scene and then yeah. your friend you mentioned the uh, the uh, old the electric, electric trucks. You get the introduction of the grandkids, we can skip past that, nobody cares. <laughs> Straight well, I think there's an interesting the... point there. I think um Which one? I don't know if you know the grandkids come in. Right when you you might be losing sympathy for John Hammond. Because um, yeah. because he's oh, talk- he, because he's talking about the park and he's like talking about and then you're getting all these opposition views, you know. You kind of see like a darker side of Hammond, but then immediately it's like includes the grandkids, get back into his um Spielberg. Keep, keep him a gun guy. Family. Yeah, got to be a family him. element. So yeah, he's not just a, a crazy old put guy. Kids at risk. Yeah, I also didn't realize the grandkids came into it so late before. Like, see, I feel like films only just started. I mean. It hasn't really started yet. I feel like the T Rex <laughs> is when you really See, get into yeah. it later on. But but I mean, I don't, well, it's, it's, it's bang on midway, isn't it? When the yeah, of T Rex. And again, I think we need to just acknowledge that Hammond was before his time because he says um, fully electric cars, zero pollution. <laughs> he's 
his, his corporate social responsibility is absolutely through the roof in one aspect in terms of the environment. It's absolutely a rock bomb in terms of killing employees. He's he's on he's on is is a a press nightmare, isn't it? They they want to write about how good he is, but also that he uh, allows people to get eaten by dinosaurs. But yeah, the, the, ethics are not good. But yeah, his ethics environmental are right, concerns are okay. Yeah, yeah, fairly strong. But what's really great about the scene that hasn't stood the test of time is the, the little girl gets in the Jeep and she goes, wow, CD-ROM. And that was the, that's the <laughs> thing that I, was, that I was alluding to earlier when you are talking about floppy disk. She is mm-hmm. absolutely mind-blown that this has a CD-ROM. It's like, what about the, uh, the touchscreen? Touch I thought they were pretty, pretty ahead of their time. Yeah, there were definitely no touchscreen in a regular Ford truck. <laughs> That's only just come in, like 2019 or whatever it were. Way ahead of its time. But yeah, my, those my electric guess. trucks, damn, that, they made for some great toys. I just remember having those. In fact, I don't even know if I owned those or if it was a friend, but <laughs> loved it. Just that, that print on it, the design, loved it. Did you also have the um, little bandana around your neck to mimic... Neat. Grant and the little boy because <laughs> they both have one in different colours. I didn't, but I will. Uh, I mean, Brent's definitely um, Jeff Goldblum in this scenario. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. Fred, Fred, had, Fred had the black Who's... shirt. That's what he was like. Who was Ellie? Half and done. Well, in this group, what? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know you're trying to get. In. All right, let's uh, let's move on. <laughs> Next point I've so, got is Casio calculator watch. So we're in the um, the control room, I think, at this point, once they've set off. Yeah, you know, in the control room is one of the greatest men to ever live, <laughs> Samuel L. Jackson's, just sat there smoking a cigarette. Just a little just, bit just, part. Just, yeah. yeah, just playing a, a, a minor supporting role. But Was he busy in another film and he's just come onto this one just for a, just a side job or something? I don't know. I don't know, but I feel like... He you, weren't given enough screen time, that's for sure. No, Still probably early no, on in his career. Mm, yeah, and it's hard to watch it now with the tainted opinion of how amazing he is and just and just watch him just try and pull off these casual lines. <laughs> I think he plays it really well, though. I think, he's, I think he means... You know, kind of, of course you, he does, You ben. forget about how good of an actor he actually is. Yeah. <laughs> I never you, forget how good of an actor he is. Samuel L. Jackson, what are you talking about? But you just, about? you just kind of think of him as one of those people who think of Samuel L. Jackson, now, don't you? Royale with cheese. <laughs> this, this man is a legend. And then, you know, when he says we've got all the problems of a major theme park and a major zoo, and you're just like, oh, I, I, bet, I, I bet you have, you know, oof, those problems. Believable. I don't know what the Yeah, believable, because they've got dinosaurs. But... I love as well how you get then the you know the headlights are working off the car battery blah 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 this little just niggly niggly problems that they need to sort out. I feel like playing um, one of those theme park games at that point. Like ah, oh, more more outgoings. More. Yeah, <laughs> something else. You've, is not, broken you've down, not got the bins fix. in the right place. You've not got the bins in the right place. The car can't get past the bins blocking it now. <laughs> Just when it went like Roller Coaster Tycoon or um, theme park what was the hospital. hospital one? Yeah, Theme Park Hospital. Yeah, pretty sure there's a Jurassic Park one. Yeah, it's, it's not very good. One. I I that. That. Yeah. It's not very good. It's... Uh, no. 
There's a bunch. Yeah, sorry to piss you ball. <laughs> no, no, it's, it's all right. I wasn't going to go back and play, but I feel sad for the children of the past. <laughs> but um, yeah, and then we we get the we get the grand tour underway. We go through the giant doors. Get Jeff Goldblum says, "What they're keeping in here, King Kong," and it's all it's all teeing it up to be to be very exciting. Yeah, I, I only kind of feel it up on this. You have subtitles, really. I know what. I missed completely. Missed that one. No, nah, bro, my hearing's perfect. <laughs> Presuming the whole gates is like a whole reference yeah. to King Kong as well. I know it's one of Spielberg's yeah. favorite films, so I'm guessing. Hmm. I love as well with with the jeeps. There's a lot of um, shots from inside the jeep, which we'll come into later on for the T Rex scene, especially. But when they, when right. they pass yeah. when they pass through the doors and you like the camera's inside, and you like watching yeah, the characters hits, look up. Hits the doors. Going there's the more scene. chaos theory chat. There's a lot of that between. Uh... Oh Jeff and uh, Laura yeah. Dern. Yeah. Well, shamelessly don't flirting. Don't skip to the flirting. Shamelessly don't flirting. Skip to the flirting. <laughs> don't skip to the flirting because before the flirting, <laughs> and what and what tees up the reason why he has to do the flirting is because the initial tour is going terrible. <laughs> no, dinosaurs fo- yeah. no dinosaurs anywhere. No dinosaurs anywhere. A bit of foliage. Um, and I think actually the flirting comes after the initial attempt to get the T Rex in to come and play. And I think we need to talk about that because there's um the the goat comes up on the little lift and, it, and that lawyer has that great line. What's the matter, kid? You never had lamb chops, Aldous. It's the incorrect sound. I read that it was um isn't it like the sound that's dubbed in is for a sheep rather than a goat. Yeah, it's funny. I was thinking that that it might be a, a you know definitely... a West Norway alpaca instead of a goat. But <laughs> I weren't quite sure on, on this one. That has not stood the test of time. Whichever absolute nerd was going, that's a sheep, no <laughs> goat. <laughs> Needs to chill out and just sit back and watch film. It's, it's not, you know. Well, if you look at the um, the the goof list on. I'm... There's thousands, but anyway, I just happened to be scrolling past that one. How well I, huh. I didn't notice it, but somebody did. Yeah, somebody did. So the the old tour is going uh, incredibly boring. It's and then it's Jeff up. Goldblum, Jeff Goldblum's like, I've had enough of this. It's time to uh, do my classic flirt with mathematics. <laughs> and it, yeah, it's it's quite a um, a touchy feely flirt. Grabs older a wrist. Puts a drop of water on a hand. Let's let's see which way the water flows. And then the best of it is, is how ineffective it is because she says, "Grant, come look at this. It's really interesting." I'm trying to get Grant involved as well. I, I kind thinking, of feel oh, like she might have added that line. I think. Uh, you think you just like added that in just uh, just in case? <laughs> Did you know that after the film, those two got engaged? I, I did when yeah. I read it. I re- read up on that, which explains why they had quite good chemistry. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> for that particular bit. Um, Goldblum was apparently is is known for that. Um, <laughs> 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 That's what I, I got another joke to say, but I'll say it at, not on this episode. I'll say it to you after. <laughs> was that a hint of admiration? Uh, yeah, you said that with so much respect. I just, again, <laughs> I was I was just reading through. Did you know? And I was just like, oh damn. Yeah, but that's enough to make Sam Neil jump out of the car at that point as well. He's had enough. <laughs> yeah, Sam Neil's like, um, this is I'm severely out. uncomfortable. 
but uh, yeah, and then you then they go and see um, get you get the nice close up and the, and like you alluded to earlier, Fran, about the animatronics, you get you get the uh, the the what's this dinosaur called? Triceratops. Uh, dino. Yeah, the, Tricer- yeah, classic Triceratops. And um, this is the only one that we see there. Yeah, we don't see well, one walking it, around. No, no. No, and it's a it's a it's a, a fail on that part of using the triceratops because it's quite a quite a cool animal, but it's it's severely ill. And what I found weird about this is that is how Grant just doesn't care at all that it's ill. He like leans on its stomach and he's like, <laughs> look how good it is at breathing. It's like, <laughs> I'll just put all my body weight on its lungs. Well it's been um, just, been just tranquilized, hasn't it? I don't think it'd been tranquilized. I thought it was like yeah. just if you, if you, I thought he was just really ill. If you listen to the dialogue, the, book. the guy says, Muldoon's tranquilised it even. So that Games Keepers <laughs> somehow gone from the control room, tranquilised the dinosaur, <laughs> gone back to the control gone room. <laughs> yeah. I think he just shoots randomly into air every so often. <laughs> fires a dart. Got, yeah, a sniper tranquilizer from a kilometre away. I don't know why I was coming to... We got to this bit and I just thought, ah, oh. Maybe this one's pregnant and it's going to set up that whole story, and I just completely like went off on a tangent there. But um, yeah, it had nothing to do with that. And then what followed with the uh, searching through the poop? Yeah, another iconic line. That's one big pile of shit. <laughs> <laughs> PG, isn't it? So is that the only use of? I think so. Yeah, I think so. Apart from when Samuel Jackson says. Uh... I'm tired of these motherfucking dinosaurs. On this <laughs> I know, wait, that's a different film. Dinosaurs on a plane. Is it this point that we learn about uh, like the stealing of the of the embryos, or is he? Is he gone yet? Um, no, I don't think I don't think he's done it yet. No, because you get the this is a bit the bit where you get the split. So she says, oh, "I'm going to stay with with dinosaur." Yeah. And, and this random dude, he's going to take her back in gas jeep, and we're we're going to go back on the tour. Oh, he shuts down and, the um, systems, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah, and this is oh, what this, the, yeah, get, then he disappears. So you get the you get the trifecta of um, of fails. So you get you get the system security bug. Just as a storm strikes the island, yeah. and just as the Classic tour. Time re-reaches its critical point um, at the T-Rex enclosure. I think there's an, an interesting thing I picked up on here is um, I think there's a lot of things to set up how that Dennis guy is completely disorganised and how his plan's going to fail from the start. You know, we like his desk. His desk Just a messy horrible desk, yeah. Mess. Yeah, you get, he, he, when he's, he's on the phone to someone at the docks, isn't he? We presume he's like his contact. Mm. Yeah. And he gets, he, yeah. I don't know if you know this, but he gets the timings wrong from what he said originally in the start of the meeting. <laughs> he says it, he says it'll take him longer this time. He says it'll take me like 20 minutes to get there when it was shorter in the meeting. So, oh, and he was giving him a 15 minute window, yeah. And it? he was given a 15 minute window, and yeah. he says it's going to take me 20 minutes. I think it was, it was like gone up from 18. So yeah, I think it's. I think it does set up some interesting things about his character. How he's, he's basically doomed from the start. Uh, yeah, so it sets up all those failures. Yeah, you also get the bit where Hammond's like um, super hardcore, where he says, "Dennis, I don't, um, I don't blame people for their problems, but I do 
make sure that they pay for them. It's like, whoa, hang on a second. Yeah, that's the note. So I came back and made the note on the other page, but I was like, damn, I don't remember the money issues like at all. But it's a good, um, yeah, character development and side plot. Well, it sets up the entire thing, doesn't it? The whole failure of the park and releasing um, just a few of the dinosaurs that are going to cause a problem. What what I I've never understood is, of course, all the, all the the staff leave, don't they? Were the staff going to leave anyway, or did the staff just get evacuated? It's a bit like Deep Blue Sea. It was yeah, the weekend, so, so it's, it's the weekend, so yeah. everyone goes home. The party, <laughs> everyone goes home except for the skeleton ferry. staff. <laughs> yeah, and I guess it's the party I guess chopper that's gone. And... Never really, never really occurred that Deep Blue Sea must have took influence from this film in that in that format of Sam how Jackson do we get rid of the staff. Yeah. Sam Jackson, yeah. Oh, he's the link. Yeah. Plus, it's that like endorsement thing where they need this endorsement to work for the actual park to open. Right. Yeah, because why but would the... you get rid of all the crew when you're doing your test tour with the people that are going to decide the entire fate of the park? It doesn't make any sense. There's still yeah. some staff members there, though. Um, so there's there's some guys painting the side of the main building when they set off there on is... the tour. So they're still on the island, but it's just mm. never. But well, they'll all be never... gone by the time they get back. Yeah. Yeah. Well, storms rolled. That twenty-minute window that he's got to get from <laughs> refrigerator to dock. True. And then, true. What do we get to then? So, so then, we, well, then, yeah, I guess we get the we get the double combination, don't we? If uh, we we flip back to them in the cars when the power's cut out, just outside the T Rex enclosure. Oh, and the kids are playing with the night vision and. Yeah, and you get the uh, the the line, "Where's the goat?" Oh, yeah. um, and then you get the great boom, goat's like on top of the car. <laughs> and then that lawyer just absolutely just chucks Towley before anything <laughs> even happened. Just I, completely I, bails before they've seen anything. Yeah, they hadn't seen a dinosaur. They, all they've seen is this goat's leg, and it's like it's all feasible that the that the T Rex could have thrown the goat's leg over the fence, but still be within its enclosure. <laughs> When you gotta but, go. Yeah, just eat. Yeah, when you gotta go, you gotta go. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, I, I think the T Rex's first appearance is is still great. I think it's. Oh, I mean, if there's one thing that's held up, and I think will always hold up, is yeah, it's just his introduction. Yeah, definitely the best scene. I think this Wait, whole bit, and you see his head, you see his head first, don't you? Jumping down there, what's left of it? Yeah. Yeah, good mix of animatronics and CGI combined for yeah. for this Again, scene. I love the shot. There's a few POV shots from inside the, the car. And there's one where it's inside Grant's and Malcolm's. And then they see the wires like snap one by one. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. I love that shot. Like they're all like all the wires are just flinging. Again, back. it's just it's that I mean, sound as well, isn't it? There's, yeah. It's not just the visual of it, but I mean it's the worst put together fence of all time. They they did spare expense <laughs> on the fence. They were just relying <laughs> purely on that um, electric thing and not like toughness. <laughs> yeah, I guess it would have been probably hard to see the dancers uh, through the level of reinforcement you need for a physical barrier. <laughs> anyway, let's not get too much into the to the structural <laughs> debate of the part. Yeah. But yeah, I think that bit bit's great. And then then the, you get the kids and they like they dig in and panic and they get the torch out and he oh. turn off the light and the, you get that <laughs> that cool bit where. Um, it just closes the car door, and then you get like the the T Rex's head swoop, like swoops down yeah. to to look what's going on in the car. Yeah, that 
pupil dilating with the with the torch yeah. light hitting it. I just like it. Just looks still looks awesome. Yeah, it's great. And then Grant, However, obviously, go on. Oh Sorry, no, there's just a really weird bit. There's there's two bits that I noticed, and there'll probably be loads of other ones, but just in this particular part. So I've got a note here that just says T Rex walks past, but then it resets. So one minute it's next to one car. And I think it's the one with the kids in. And then it cuts back to Grant and Malcolm in theirs. And then the next thing is behind Grant and Malcolm and resets by going back to the kids' car. There's like a, a, a massive continuity like mix up there. I don't know if anybody else noticed it. No, yeah. no, because I was too I was too distracted by when Grant gets gets the flare out in the next moment, <laughs> and he and he, and he basically just plays fetch with T Rex and, goes, hey, <laughs> and it's working until Malcolm fucks it up. Yeah, and then Mal- Malcolm's like, um, "I'm the macho man in this situation." <laughs> macho man rips his shirt open. <laughs> Go over here, like does all that thing, and then uh, Grant's just like, "Ah, oh, do you moron?" And then what? Like, <laughs> Sorry, I got it. I was just gonna say one thing that I never picked up on is really when I was watching it before or when I was a lot younger is um it's it's like the T Rex kind of picks Malcolm up on its nose <laughs> and then throws him through the roof of the toilet building. That's how he gets all mashed up before it. Then obviously before he realizes, yeah, he's got an easier easier prey. Yeah. Did you know oh. as well that the T Rex lost a tooth? We're breaking through that roof into the kids' uh, vehicle. Oh, what's smashing yeah. through the roof of the, the glass? Yeah, so there's a it's it's a, a blink and you'll miss it moment, but it comes through and it's not supposed to come down that heavy. So I think I think that it was the reaction of the kids that's genuine because they weren't expecting um, that perspex to come down as far as it did. But then by doing so, it knocks out one of the T Rex's front teeth that you can see as it raises its head again. <laughs> But, I've just got this imagery like missing missing that like, like it's, it's if you lose Merlin. Yeah, if you lose one of your front two teeth when you're a kid and like you go through that moment where when you smile, <laughs> it's like it's so obvious. That has just been his character trait for the rest of the film. Just just half a tooth. But yeah, you can it's you have to pause it a bit. Yeah, just I feel moment. like that was on your quarantine quiz. It was. Yeah. It was. Now you mention it. I but don't care for the... quarantine quizzes. <laughs> The CGI and the animatronics, though, yeah. just in that entire piece, is still holds up incredibly well. I think the CGI yeah. holds up a lot more here because of like the atmospheric setting. You know, like yep. it's night and the rain, dark and rain. Yeah, I think that it's helps the CGI to pull a lot. off. Yeah, yep. don't know if you know, but that the bit where Malcolm runs with the flare, uh, Jeff Jeff Goldblum requested for that to be added in, so his character looked more heroic. <laughs> Which yeah, is just a great really fact. After that, it's just, it? uh, his character's kind of supposed to just run away a bit like the lawyer. That one good enough for Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> Do you know what as well? I, Doesn't surprise I'm glad, I'm glad that he did that because <laughs> that would have sucked to have had two characters that were just yeah, just scared. Yeah, I think that, I think that works well. I think as well um, with this scene, it's just a constant escalation as well. It's, um, it just what, what did you think... Yeah, it does get worse, but what I was going to say is, what did you think about Grant's plan to abseil outside a cage enclosure into more dinosaur territory? Does uh, it seem the obvious escape route? It seems weird that it's so... Like, there's that much elevation change, considering 
fact the T Rex oh, are yeah. just there. Uh, yeah, is, is, that, yes, is that where the T Rex came from? Is that where? Yeah, the... pretty yeah. much. Yes, it makes again. No it sense. just it's just to further the uh, plot, isn't it? Yeah. But yeah, I guess also it's a yeah. super cool scene. Provide some where is that sailor and car coming down? Oh yeah, oh, really awesome. good. yeah. Again, again, the, the escalation of like the the danger. Yeah, and why does the T Rex push the car over the edge? You know, does is that just for? Is that just like when a when a cat knocks a, an item off the table? <laughs> just being a dick. <laughs> just to mind yeah, you. Just being a dick. If I can't eat you, you're going off the side of the cliff. That's what. <laughs> Yeah, and let's be honest, that little boy, he's on borrowed time anyway, and <laughs> he's dodging he's dodging death left, right and centre in that entire scene. He's just stuck in the car. I love his line when he when they finally land at bottom. Um, and he's like, Ah, oh, we're back in the car again after his eight travelled out three flipped and put him straight back in the same position and he just replies saying, oh, at least you're out of the tree. Yeah, and that whole tree climb scene's a great one for um how they use music in the film because the climbing down and then the tree, uh, the car falls and it hits a branch just above Grant. And then the music kicks back in. And it's like, now the real urgency is happening because <laughs> the car is definitely going to come down again. Yeah. Yeah, I like that scene. Also, that's a great. I wonder how they did that. You know, with the car coming down and just yeah, slamming it's all it. All head practical, and uh, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Really well done. Again, just, just practical stuff that just holds up. It's mm-hmm. holds up so much better. Yeah, and this goes into, you know, why Lord of the Rings versus The Hobbit in that whole thing. Too much CGI, but anyway, mm. that's, a, that's for another time. That's a different podcast. Right. So, does it then we... cut to Ellie and their yeah, we're back tricky in. situation command, in order to... Command control. So, the, yeah. the hunter, for... what's his name again? He's... Muldoon. He's been ordered then to go find his grandkids, so Hammond's is like, go grab the grandkids and she's like i'm gonna follow go with him yep so this is my um well, I've, I've just put here so this is my what the fuck section like how does ella having stumbled on the um the electric cars and the the destroyed shack and t-rex disappeared but he's roaring how does she get down to the car and then back up within an instant like is teleportation a thing also i know there's dinosaurs but is it too much of a stretch? I think it's. I don't know if you just kind of being logical. Yeah, we missed. Um... And we missed all Dennis's thing. Yeah, as he's trying to escape because because right. they got they say we're going to get a gas jeep and go and save the grandkids and 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 Grant. And oh all. yeah, the, the the other part is yeah, it's him trying to get the um, embryos out. Yeah, so. I mean, if if you talk about his desk being messy and his plan being terrible and his. <laughs> His, his whole his whole attempt to make more money and do this espionage, he's then driving basically blind, and he's he's just so reckless with his driving, and he and he crashes into the one and only sign that he needed to go to the docks, even though you would assume that he knows how to get to the docks because he's worked there for some time. Yeah, and I find it, it crazy to imagine that the road to the docks is through all the cages. Yeah, yeah, because he has to get in and out, doesn't it? Oh yeah. no, I think I think it's not. I think he's going through the cages to save time. Yeah, but it's still, Simon in the cages. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> very clearly signposted. Look, Ben, just let this guy steal these embryos <laughs> and stop pulling holes in his plan left, right, and centre. He's got enough to deal with. 
with old spitty face. <laughs> the little gremlin-looking one. I do like that one. Yeah, yeah. and that, that what annoyed me about that bit is he's like, you know, oh, oh, here we go, here we go. <laughs> All right, granddad, calm down. <laughs> Back in my day. No, that, that's that's pretty damn sorry. I hear that bit when he says to it, he's like, oh, you're not so big, you're not so scary. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it's, it's still, it's still five and a half foot the, of reptile dinosaur teeth. The whole scene is foreshadowed earlier on, anyway, doesn't it? Because it, it fully explains the fact that he spits this poisonous venom that slowly, like, subdues its prey and then paralyzes them, isn't it? Yeah. So even if he'd managed to drive away, he'd still be paralyzed by it by arriving at the docks or something. Yeah. And you get the you get the whole fan head opening up. That's all great. Awesome. It's a great noise. It's like a rattlesnake. Gr- drops his gr- glasses and be like, "I'll buy new glasses." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, love that, I love that line. <laughs> with the two like, mil, I can't see anything without my glasses, so I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. What, I don't know what prescription he's got. <laughs> yeah, as if he wasn't having a hard enough time anyway, and he's got a he's had to winch his car <laughs> onto a tree and try and get away anything. And then it um, obviously hits him with the venom in the face. And, and then you, get, you get, get the great shot of the um, shaving cream rolling down the hill and just being buried Covered in, in, mud, in yeah. this mons- monsoon of mud and water. It's like... Well, it's only got... Um, how many hours was it? Yeah, it's like 36 hours or something, isn't it? It's not yeah. going to It's not gonna last. Even, yeah. yeah. Even like trying to set up like, ooh, um, you know, somebody else could find this or it could make it way. It's, it's way off the island and stuff. It's just... Completely squashed, isn't it? Apparently, they couldn't get the, the models for that type of dinosaur to work right. So that's why Steven Spielberg put <laughs> all the water in. And I mean, it's just a great use of all the water. Yeah, and just to, that's just why to you hide only see it its it. head. Yeah, and that's why you see the tree, which is really random. But still, I, th- I but think I just... the whole the whole atmosphere of that scene with the waterfall and all the water and the, the rain. It's just... Yeah, it's another it's another That's great scene. So then, yeah, and then we go back to to what you were what you were discussing earlier, Fran, about they they arrive at the sign of the wreckage, the old carnage for the electric cars and the T Rexes escape. Yeah, they obviously find Ellie, uh, as main as main man. Teleports to the bottom and back within about yeah. three seconds. <laughs> <laughs> is, it, is it? Are we are we taking this as kind of logical time skips? There... Even still, the only way that they got down was by crashing. Oh, it was the cable, wasn't it? So she was she abseiled down the side. Yeah, look, look again. Then, there might just um, be like a path to the right. You don't know. They just probably didn't see that yeah. path when they were. Like... <laughs> yeah. Again, there's dinosaurs. So However, let's, let's not worry too much about abseiling. Moving on to the next scene, which is. One of my favourites is the T-Rex chase. Yeah. 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 Items, uh, you know. Subjects think, are closer than yeah, they appear. they appear in the mirror. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, awesome. My favourite thing about this scene is the music at the start where they're running back to the Jeep. And like, oh, yeah. um, Jeff Goldblum's in the back of the truck still, isn't he? And he's like, he's like, run, 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 run. And then the music kicks up. And then, then you see the T-Rex come out the tree behind them. But again, here the just the, the CGI still still looks really good. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I think so. 
the whole shot of the wingman. I went back a few times because I was like, what does it say on the wingman? All right, make a quick note of that. Then I also noticed this is the second bit with the continuity thing. But um, I made a note about the fact that you were just able to knock it out of gear without the clutch and there was no... Oh, yeah, because <laughs> yeah, it, it stalled the car, right? And just, would it just... No. No, oh, it, 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 it would have grinded, wouldn't it? It, 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 like, it would have yeah. like... been a massive grind, but... I've, uh... Yeah. I think Jeff Goldblum has another classic line here that must go faster. <laughs> yeah. Agreed. Agreed. But I, I still think it's awesome. Um, I'd just like to to propose that we skip the whole Vegisaurus snot scene because uh, yeah. I hate it. Just, yeah. It's just crap. It's garbage. So. Just a little, it's a little reset. A little reset it's, uh... after all the death. Is Grant's character growing? Is there, is there, oh, a, yeah. You understand this going to life? Yeah, what, and what do you call a blind dinosaur? <laughs> <laughs> what do you great call line. a blind, blind dinosaur's dog? Yeah. <laughs> Two great jokes in space. Oh, yeah, back to back. <laughs> <laughs> great material. I think that's just yeah. good pacing. It's, you need a break. You can't just like have too many of those scenes in a row. Yeah. yeah, but it's not worth talking about on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so let's uh, let's jump let's jump ahead. They have a, they escape the uh, the T Rex, and then uh, back at the command center. We're at one hour and twenty four minutes here, and there's a shameless merchandising placement, and he's completely sold it. Bags, cups, t shirts, a great shot. Of all the all the stuff. Yeah, I was just thinking. Uh, oh yeah, I had a bag. Oh, I had <laughs> <laughs> lunchbox. Yeah, lunchbox. All the all the bits. Went all Jurassic, the bits went Jurassic Park nuts. I do think you know what, what? Every kid went Jurassic Park nuts, and still but probably do. Uh, potentially, potentially with the reboots. But besides all the merchandise, what's weird about this scene is they they're talking about rebooting the systems. And uh, Samuel Jackson's just like, yeah, you know, I just need to go to over end at compound and just flip all these switches. And they all just go, yeah, cool, all right, let us know. Let us know when you get back. <laughs> but um, then the second time they discussed that exact plan, they're like, it's super dangerous. Yeah. Take him with you <laughs> with to... a shotgun. Yeah, take some like, well, weapons. It's no wonder old Samuel was going to have his arm chewed off. <laughs> they teed him up for failure from the start. This is what makes me think, are you sure he didn't have like another project on because he gets killed like, off screen? True, oh. true romance he was in in 1990. Uh, Spoilers. So the um, I've read about this, and some of this was reshoots, and his death was supposed to be a reshoot, and I believe there was some kind of scheduling conflict, so they couldn't actually film his death scene. All right, so it was meant to be done. But... So th- there was one written, but they, they didn't have time to film it. Mm, that sucks. Yeah. There you go, there you go. What what do you what do you think to the um, I, I I'm I'm losing track of my chronological order of the film here where we've got we've got Grant He's... and the kids finding the um, the raptor egg and they're kind of saying oh look the dinosaurs have been breeding because oh. frogs can switch um, genders yeah if in uh, environments required but then but then we get the 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 great scene where they head out head out to reboot the system oh so this is Grant Ellen well, and we Malcolm got... in that room. We got the, the flocking dinosaurs before this. Whoa, really? Oh yeah, the flocking dinosaurs. Because um, yeah, you get oh, it's the, you get it's a new and, day, isn't it? So they're on the field. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And that 
that bit's that bit's um, awesome as well because I really like how, how they did Grant's character when he's he's getting back obsessed with dinosaurs again yeah. and saying, "Oh look at them, they're moving like flocking like, like birds. a flock of birds, yeah. flock of birds is trying to escape a predator." And then, um, you know, kids the kids like, just like <laughs> kids have already cottoned on. Like, yeah, yeah. we should be moving. <laughs> they're gonna flock. They're flocking this way. Yeah. <laughs> I love that line as well. And then it's yeah. And then the T Rex again. I think although the CGI is not perfect, I think the CGI looks pretty good as it yeah. as it yeah. takes down one of these uh, one of these smaller dinosaurs and has a has that must be one of the hardest bits to do as well because it's daylight. Plus, there's loads of them as well. Yeah. Back in '93, yeah. so yeah, I think it's again a lot of that sold on the, the characters' reactions as well, just to be analog. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I guess oh, boy, so much funny blood. bits where <laughs> he grabs him by the end. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he comes back into the frame and grabs him. And, yeah, pulls him away. There's a um, there's a there's a complete lack of creativity for the amount of danger that they put Jimmy in, which is the I think Jimmy's the young boy. Tim. Um, Timmy. Is it Timmy? Tim. Yeah. Is it, Timmy, uh, I called him Jimmy, but anyway, <laughs> Timmy, whatever. Um, he's, he's nearly crushed by the T Rex oh, yeah. initially. Then he's nearly crushed by the car. Then he's nearly crushed by the flock of birds. And later on, he's almost crushed by uh, a big falling skeleton. So his danger appears to always be that he's going to get crushed. That's not the end for him, though, is it? He's, uh, he's going to get electrocuted in a bit. Oh. Yeah, I don't know. So like, how, the, many, how many ways to kill him? Or tandem scene. So we have we have missed one other scene. Al, I think we'll just oh, mention I, is is Hammond and Ellie having their debate scene. Yeah, where, uh, where just, he's eating I'm coming on to that. He's, uh... Oh, that's yeah. that's that's straight after the merchandising placement. But there's another scene between the two. So the ice cream is where I noticed the accent just keeps switching. I thought you, I thought you were putting it on then to say, look, I've been pretending. I'm actually just English. <laughs> but then, because I thought that bit, because I didn't notice it before, but just the shot of that room um, with the fossils inside the pillars, I just thought that looks awesome. Yeah, um, yeah it's a great theme park because they, ex- you know, they didn't spare any expense. I don't know if you know that, but it's just, yeah. I just thought that was really good. But then there's another scene, and I've just I made a note here at 1.37, so we're 10 minutes on. Um, and this ties in with when. Grant is with the kids and they've got their story of heading towards the, the fence. Um, meanwhile, Malcolm, I think it's Malcolm, Ella and um, what's it called again? Muldoon. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. So it's, they're about to set off, aren't they? Because they're going to set off to the other side and yeah. um, reboot the system. But it's it's between Malcolm, um, it's between Ella yeah. um, and, and him Hammond. and Hammond and they're having a debate about who should go with him. And so she All grabs... Right. And he's like, I, I should go, you know, because yeah. you're a, cause you're a, a, a he woman, doesn't, He doesn't say it, he doesn't say it, but there's, yeah, big old sexism debate. And then she says, I, you know, we can debate sexism during survival situations when I get back. And I was thinking, that is a strange debate. <laughs> yeah. To say they've already sent a black man to his death. Yeah, they did. Yeah, like, again, again, they, at that point, they just didn't seem to care that there was any danger. It was only three minutes but away. Then... Only three minutes away for Arnold. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But then um that 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 I think that scene when they're approaching the power box um reset station, there's there's that, you know, Muldoon just says We're being watched and starts getting all a bit creepy. And then he's uh, like at that bit though, you know 
you know that there's more than one because you've already been told that they they don't hunt alone. So it's it's almost yeah, they hunt in packs. But what I, what I loved about that is um, what what's the what's the main uh, female guide coach called Ella? Ella, yeah, yeah. She does the um, tough mudder obstacle course to get. <laughs> I, to, love to, that to swing. get to... I love the swing <laughs> off the ground. Swing. <laughs> She's she like jumps over the log. log. Yeah. Swings over, swings over. It does like a little, a little leap, and yeah, I mean, she does that. She she parkours the shit out of that bit of jungle. It seems to get longer as well. Like they, they like add obstacles. So the first shot with the camera looking at the door, it's it's like oh, she just got like two logs to do. <laughs> but then when it cuts back to her, she she slaps that first log, and she's like, right, you know that the gun's gone off. That's the gunshot of first log, and then she just <laughs> randomly adds in. It's like she's gone off off the path just to swing <laughs> and add some more like excitement to that path i just think about when you said she slaps that low like she slapped she slaps she and she's like this is a hell of a tree <laughs> <laughs> but yeah um that's a good scene yeah and then you know she, there's the whole thing with pressing the switches and that and um, they they flick him back to the fence scene. Yeah. So they're climbing the fence, and they they scale one side really quickly. Apart from the boy who just lags behind for no reason. Yeah. Um, I don't think. And then a... you get him. I can't. Sorry, go. No, I'm just going to say that bit when they just went Hammond reading instructions to her, and he's like, he's like, "There's a button that says turn on, <laughs> press turn on." <laughs> then it's like, <laughs> "There's a lever that says power." Turn the lever to on. It's like, I think she probably could have figured this all out, but I don't forget that she's got to get it in the right order. There's no point in pushing buttons any which way. It might say power on, but it's just highlighting the. Well, she, she has to pump something. Like she has to pump. She has to yeah. pump something like three times. Yeah, just get the charge, the charged, yeah. and then push the green button. I, I was thinking pushing yeah. buttons has never been like done so tense before, though. It's like, oh, it's methodically really working our way down just to the uh, the perimeter fence that they're climbing down. Yeah. Also, she, she nails all those buttons. <laughs> She's like proper on it with that, flicking open the cases and. Yeah. Can we talk about the greatest yeah. dad joke of all time as well, with the defense? Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> grabs it. Oh yeah. <laughs> That's the full character arc complete right there. He's just like. Yeah. <laughs> gone from gone from talking like a start to to <laughs> great dad jokes. <laughs> Yeah, agreed. And then, but then also, does he not feel like a bit of a dick later on when he has when he has to perform CPR on that kid? <laughs> so, so at, how many volts do we think in that fence? Because the... ten thousand, ten thousand. I mean, yeah. does it say is it ten thousand for that one? Yeah. So it keeps the camera keeps panning to yes. Does that, 10, not, does that not like turn you into I don't know what mush? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> mush. Mush. Whether there's blackened there's blackened corpses where yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like um, like Sarah Connor on opening to, to T two when she's holding onto a fence. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> maybe yeah, she only I don't, put I don't, just, I don't, I don't, maybe it doesn't full much. charge. Yeah. I don't know. I'm I'm yeah. I can't say I'm an electrical expert. Don't know much about it. I guess for the four ten thousand volts would pretty much <laughs> done. Yeah, maybe, maybe. But what about? I think we're we're approaching uh, possibly one of the greatest lines in Jurassic Park and one of the greatest moments where we we flip back to Muldoon and he's got his twelve gauge shotgun and he, <laughs> he flicks out the rifle, but 
is preparing to uh, take the shot on the raptor. And then, just over his shoulder, another one appears, almost like a like a parrot. It's just like <laughs> over his shoulder. <laughs> Clever girl. I mean, it, it were, it's as great now as it were back then. <laughs> that is awesome. He, he should have known, it, really, it, if he was that good of a, a gamekeeper. And... Yeah, because what mm. he's basically been done is he's been he's been um, played with the most common play of all time. <laughs> A, a, he's got he's got bait. He took the bait, and therefore he has been captured. And it's just, but it's just that little bit of respect, you know, for the for the for the predator and the clever girl. He's, he's, yeah, and then yeah, he's munched. Another great shot and just really good animatronics as well, where it's kind of phased out in the background and it goes into fa- focus mm-hmm. when the head pops through. Oh yeah, yeah yeah. Is that, is that the first time you properly see the Velociraptor as well? Uh, like the close-up of the face? Yeah. Or, or do you, or have you already seen it in the basement? Has it already popped out? Oh, Ellie? in Ellie, possibly, yeah. She's like keeping yeah, the eye fence, isn't she? Yeah, because you see the most most of the body then, don't you? Yeah. Just the head first and then the claws. And, yeah, so and then she closes the, the gate, you comes see the, the feet. comes through the wires. And then... Yeah. Then he's like, he's literally five foot behind her at one point and she still gets away with a limp. <laughs> yeah, but it can only, it can only oh, reach but... up to 50, 60 miles per hour. <laughs> Cheer speed. But only Cheer when speed. the plot requires it. Otherwise, if it's if the feet are in full view, it goes about two miles an hour. <laughs> Very slow. She can outrun it with her limp, though. So, yeah. Do you think she had a limp? Or do you think she... Think she well, she's out? dragging the... She's dragging yeah. the torch as well, isn't she? A torch is like wrapped round her leg. So maybe she like twisted her ankle doing those like log things, like the actress in real life. <laughs> then was like tough mud is broken. Then he was like, ah. then he was like, oh, I'll light the limp, just keep it in, you know, just. just... <laughs> maybe, maybe. And I'm trying to, I'm trying to now, and I don't know if you guys can remember. There's a couple of scenes. These, I think it's, um, I think following this. It's the they get the kids and and Grant get back to the command center. Yeah, then he, and, um, then he leaves the kids. Yeah, he just goes, look, yeah, I'm the... sick of this babysitting bullshit. Go and eat some Jello and ice cream. But what did he do? You'll be fine. So Ellie and Grant go off screen, leaving the kids to kind of just enjoy. No, Grant cakes. goes off screen and finds Ellie. Uh, yeah. Then they have the scene where they run at each other. Ah, oh, of course. Yeah, he heads out. Yeah, she's on the grass, having returned from the sh- the the power plant bit yeah, yeah. okay I avoided so. those two and, super raptors on the way back yeah. yeah and then and then that's when we get the you know i think at least my favorite bit when i remember watching it growing up is the the two raptors first you get the silhouettes as they walk around the restaurant and <sighs> then you get the kitchen scene yeah, yeah. i've just got it here it's my i think my favorite scene the velociraptors in the kitchen yeah it's non-stop awesome. from here it's non the velociraptor bit isn't it yeah, From here it's, it's like, just it's like, like a constant go. threat, isn't it, for the rest of the rest of the film? Yeah, you, you get in the kitchen. You get the cool thing. Uh, you get well the scene that just I always sticks in my mind is where the where the Velociraptor licks the the um, ladle. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a random detail. Like, a, they've gone to that yeah. length to animate that bit as well. It's a claw as well. The tapping of the claw. I've forgotten yeah. about yeah, the cool. uh, opening the door handle because 
in the reboots, it really annoyed <laughs> me that that one could open the window in that mansion, but I forgot that this this one opened a door, but this one didn't annoy me as much. But, yeah. but yeah. all right, so there's well, that. There's that scene. Back... Yeah, oh, sorry, sorry go on. No, we're both doing the same thing up here. I can tell. Go on. No, you're probably not. It's just another <laughs> random. It's just another random goof. So one forty nine. I've got the the timestamp is one forty nine um, ten. Um, hand. So I'd never noticed this before, but it was just something that I saw floating around on online. That the hand is visible, lifting the Velociraptor at the door. So when they first enter the kitchen, and it's the animatronic version lifting its head to smell, um, to sniff out the room. Someone's hand just blatantly comes in, grabs the back of it, and just tilts it up. <laughs> so you could just see this dude and his hand just coming in and just lifting it up just a little bit more. I'm guessing you just, have to. Oh, I can't believe. To, no, to no, no, no. Once, once you know it's there, and you go back to watch it, it's just—it's so visible. It's not even—you don't have to pause. Like, there's a good second or two of the hand coming in, and I've just never, never noticed it. But it's, it's just one of those things where you rewatch something. I guess if you know it's there, and you're looking out for it, similar to the tooth on the T-Rex breaking into the car. But um, still love the scene though. What were you going to say, Sam? Yeah, completely different thing. You're right. We weren't seeing. So I was going to say to Dan's thing about using the handles is, um, it goes back to Muldoon's thing earlier conversation with Grant when he said, "Yeah," smart. and he says, um, "Yeah, prop, they they're even showing problem solving intelligence." And <laughs> um, that that's how I assumed that one of them. Um, I don't know if all three reemerge or whether it's just the two. I can't remember, but I think I'm, I assume all three got back, and one managed to get out of the electronics um outhouse uh she locks return. that one in yeah because yeah i need yeah. to come back don't they? i think that one she comes said, oh, back because doesn't one up. get locked in the freezer yeah i don't think it gets back yeah. out of that freezer i think so I th- no I think that's right gets back out because i thought it was free because i thought two came in then a third one slips in between them both doesn't it and like no, kind of two no there's, there's only two, two in the kitchen yeah. but one gets locked in the freezer freezer so you, and then you, you get two that one gets there so you get two later on Presuming the so the one that was locked by Ellie when she escaped and ran to Grant, that one somehow managed to get out and come back. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So they've kind of solved the the door handle situation. But yeah, I I think in the kitchen scene as well, just something that's that's really great but completely out of character for real life is when when the girl cleverly uses the metal shutter door thing and she can see her own reflection and she kind of tees up the, the Velociraptor's uh, say, oh no I'm trapped I'm trapped and Velociraptor's like I'm gonna eat this girl and it charges straight down but in real life I don't think that's conscious is it that's just no I've, I've never lost. yeah of course it's I've never yeah, she's, I never that's conscious I never yeah but what she's so mean? casual she's... when the when the Velociraptor kind of drops over like a robot she's like, she's like screaming she's can't like, scratch her she's like almost got tears no. in her eyes she's, she's selling it but She's pretending to be. She's pretending that she can't close the shutter, so that it sees her in the reflection and hit, charges into a it's, solid object. It's no, I, I, I think it's. I think it's kind of close the shutter. Can't, can't close it. <laughs> no, yeah, the girl completely shot, disagree. Shot a torch at a T Rex. She is not consciously. Uh... No, but no. she's learned from that mistake. She's yeah, developed. you guys are talking shit. Why would she? Why would she have even climbed in that thing? She, she, because she, she was close already it, and it's like hiding space. You know, she just leaves her brother out there. What? He's like, no, I think you can, no, you can fend for him. When, when the Velociraptor collapses, he's just taking ten thousand volts. He's not going down between <laughs> no. Velociraptors, is he? He's... No, you, you guys, you guys are talking bullshit. <laughs> You're talking bullshit. Uh, she's teeing it up for, for a smash. No, hundred percent. Nah. I think you're wrong there. Like your yeah. assessment of Undersea, just yeah. 
Please, look, guys, guys. I did not, I did not this. expect this to be the most controversial bit of the film. <laughs> no, and, and you know what? You know, we'll settle this pistols at dawn one day. <laughs> but anyway, so they escaped the kitchen, back to the command center. Um, you get the whole bit where they, they're trying to close the door on the Velociraptor and um, it presses its face against the glass and it does that cool thing where it shoots like hot breath onto the glass. That's all cool. I don't know about you guys, but one thing that hasn't stood the test of time and actually is just garbage anyway is when the little girl just goes to the computer and she's like, I know how to use this. I love that bit. And it's The mouse move. What is... Yeah, what is that filing system? Why, <laughs> why does it require so much 3D graphics? It's like it's like a folder, like yeah. <laughs> yeah, instead of just, just like a folder and folders, subfolder. Like <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, I nah, she didn't need. They, they didn't need her to do that, but I guess it's just, it's just visually appealing, isn't it? That's what. Yeah, trying to make it tense. I mean, Timmy drops the ball on this one. He could have just gone and picked that shotgun up. Don't yeah, yeah, he, he doesn't yeah, need to stand 100%. by his shoulder. Should be like Tim, grab the, sh- grab, yeah. grab the shotgun. He's 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 having yellow and he's recovered well, from his. <laughs> yeah, but we need him. We need him for the rest of the plot. Yeah. So then, he's, like I say, he's, he's at ten thousand volts. So get kid a break. So then we get the um, the Velociraptors coming through the glass whilst they're on the radio to to Hammond, and then yeah. he fires into the glass with his shotgun. <laughs> <laughs> not not the best That's idea. Right. Not not the. Yeah, and you get the uh, you get the sh- you get the camera shot of the bullet holes to kind of say, well, yeah, he's missed. <laughs> and broke one thing I don't. And broke the glass. But what one thing I didn't get after this is when they when they're in this like the next stage of their escape, they run into the room where it's like the the foyer of the of the center. And they just decide to climb up onto the floating skeletons instead of just going down the stairs. Yeah, the rest of the stairs, yeah. Though. That that bit never made any did sense it, to me. Did you not? I thought they came out the roof panel onto the, the scaffolding. Oh, they were climbing through like the uh, vent bit, weren't they? Or yeah, yeah something it's like a fair that. point. It's a fair point. Yeah, because they, they go up the could, ladder into the roof now. They could have still got to the stairs. They could have gone one one bone stairs. But I feel like they go bone to bone to different bones, and obviously it tees up Timmy to get smashed, get smashed by potential falling bones later on. Yeah. So that's how that's how originally the Velociraptors were meant to die by being crushed by the the fallen T Rex skeleton. But... They said they have the yeah. super, super sneaky T Rex that just super, creeps up on them all. Ninja Rex instead. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, apparently the crew didn't like that and taught Steven Spielberg out of doing it and putting the T-Rex in instead. Um, that is, I mean, I'm glad they did it because uh, I love that bit. And I think it's even with the cheesy thing where the Welcome to Jurassic Park banner <laughs> starts gliding down slowly, that's, yeah. that's still cool. It's just, it's just iconic now. It's just really good imagery. And you yeah. post the dinosaurs at the front and centre as well, you know. Because they're, yeah. they're the stars of the we, film, aren't they? Obviously, yeah, yeah. And you, you know, T is like T Rex is a king of the king of the castle. Mm-hmm. So now the Velociraptors, and then you get um, everybody runs outside to the final jeep. Yeah. 
they've somehow radioed in Chopper, but and then uh, Grant says to Hammond, uh, Mr. Hammond, I don't think I will endorse your park. And Hammond says, <laughs> Me neither. <laughs> so, right? Yeah. I think it all wraps up really well there. It's like, it doesn't linger too long. All, all those final scenes are really fast and but in like a good way. Yeah. I don't know about There's, you. Um, I guess, I think, I think the, the, the problem is, is with, with the ending is you, you obviously get back the, the chopper scene and you get to see Grant's cuddled up with kids that aren't his um, and you get the whole, oh, well, we survived and that. But this is, there's a complete lack of emotion for the people that have died. Yeah, no, there's not really enough trauma. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's no trauma and, and acknowledgement. Do you think that's the PG family film? Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. Didn't like we just let Arnold. We basically let Arnold die. Do you even know? Arnold Mul- died. Do you Muldoon's dead? We just, we just left him. Yeah. <laughs> I still Muldoon think it's kind of weird that you see like someone get bitten clean in half by a dinosaur and stuff, and like just people's arms. In a PG, seems yeah. I mean that that T Rex scene but... is pretty, yeah, still pretty like tense. Like I was watching it, thinking this is this is like tense. Like I can't, I can't, well, when, I can't the... remember what I felt as a kid watching it. But I when the T Rex so... eats the lawyer, yeah. Sorry, I was just gonna say when the T Rex eats the lawyer, it, it kind of eats him like a duck, doesn't it? Kind of like two swallows, like yum yum. Yeah, yeah, there's not much blood. Like blood, yeah. That's normally the thing, isn't it, for the grading. <laughs> But Arnold's arm, getting seen Arnold's arm. And... Yeah, true. Yeah, I remember when I was a kid. I never, I never linked that to Samuel L. Jackson's character. I just assumed Samuel L. character survived, and but you just never. <laughs> I think we all wanted him. To yeah, I think that's cause... it. I think I just wanted. <laughs> yeah. It never, it never like I never like linked to him too as a kid. It was just like some random guy's arm. True that, true that. Yeah, so that, that's not age well for me. That's just made me sad. <laughs> well, <laughs> I need to realise that Samuel L. Jackson died. <laughs> that that wraps up the, the film. Um so we what do we what do we reckon? So we're just gonna do a, a quick round the room final verdict. Does it stand the test of time? I think for me it's a yes. Um I think for the most part, not not because of the nostalgia, obviously that that does taint taint the opinion a little bit. But I think just that the CGI, the action, and the stories held up. And I think the fact that they have tried rebooting it as a series and a, a films, I think, also shows that the the value of it has not not um, dissipated over time either. Yeah, it's definitely the same for me. I think yeah, you can still watch it another twenty years down the line, and it all. I think it'll still be the case, which probably won't be the same for any of the rebooted ones. But yeah, I think this will this will still hold up. Yeah, I mean, um, it's still got that sense of sense of wonder, that sense of awe with the dinosaurs. Um, the fact that none of the reboots even come close to being as good as this one, yeah, tells you all you need to know. Um, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, and still, still, just some of the best, most iconic. I mean, in terms of films, just scenes as well. Like everyone, yeah, everyone's going to remember the the T Rex scene for the first time. And, uh... Yeah, T Rex scene, kitchen scene, 
probably that stampede scene yeah. or yeah like the first time you you see I'd, that I'd, I'd say the only weakest part of the film are the characters but i still think the characters are all really likable and really well casted which is, yeah, which is why they're still coming back and still in, still being in memes which is another test of time <laughs> the memes live <laughs> <Yeah>. on <laughs> the memes live on yeah malcolm's got his memes fran what do you reckon yeah, I do think it, yeah, I think it has. Yeah, I think um, agree with what everyone else has said that the um, that the film has has got a lot of good, um, a lot of good scenes. Um, but I feel, having watched it now for the podcast, I feel like it's got a collection of loads of iconic scenes, um, all packed into like one film. But then I think Ben, you mentioned about the characters being the weakest part, and it's like ah, oh, it's not until you you look at it like we are for this that you'd notice that I think in the back of my head I was like oh, I'll always remember it it's just like this really fun um, kind of fantasy film with great characters but yeah it's, it's the dinosaurs that steal the show but also like the visual effects just animatronics and all the practical yeah. stuff that um, is just going to that's going to be the stuff that you'll always come back to you'll always remember Jurassic Park when it's 30, 40, 50 years old and those bits with T-Rex the Velociraptors, just how they managed to do stuff with physical props, people in suits, all that kind of stuff will still look pretty good. Whereas I think Jurassic World, while again, still got some interesting bits, um, the CGI will age. Um, plus, it's just Jurassic Park redone again. So um, I think yeah, it's a really good film. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. All right. Well, I think that's going to that's gonna conclude. Um this episode of Films with Amigos. Just a a little um, plea to anybody listening to this episode. We are operating on, on getting this spread through word of mouth. So if you can share this uh, this podcast on any social media or share it with any friends that you think would be interested, you can follow us on Instagram at um, Films with Amigos. You can email us if you've got any feedback at filmswithamigos at gmail.com. But again, on your podcast apps, leave us a review, any comments. And, uh, yeah, we look forward to, to providing some more ramblings about future films. Cool. Well, like the lack yeah. of sounds from my, uh, from my partners in crime, I will <laughs> take a goodbye. It's one big pile of shit. <laughs> <laughs> goodbye. Goodbye. Adios. Well, there it is. We hope you enjoyed this week's discussion and thank you for joining us once again. Next time, we'll be joined by a special guest as the Amigos discuss their top five zombie films. 